Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast. My name is Anders Halvorsen and today we will talk about the upcoming OPEC meeting in Vienna starting uh, Thursday 25th of May. Along with me in the studio this time I have chief analyst and a well-known oil expert from Norway, Tina Saltvet. Welcome to you uh, Tina. Thank you very much. There will be held a OPEC meeting in Vienna uh, Thursday 25th of May. Uh, why is all eyes on, on OPEC uh, these days? This meeting will be very, very important. And the reason why is that if the OPEC cartel uh, does not come to any conclusion to extend uh, the agreement they made in, at the very end of November 2016, uh, I think pr oil prices might plunge to the early level we saw in 2016, somewhere between 45 and $50 per barrel. I think actually that OPEC now are discussing to either extend it for the second half of this year and even uh, the first quarter of 2018, because their main aim uh, is to get the enormous global inventories down to more normal level. And that has taken much longer and it's been much harder than they first expected in November. The main reason and the very difficult question here will be, are they, will they actually manage to balance the cuts so the oil prices move up uh, with... Um, with higher oil prices that trigger a lot of shale oil from the US coming back into the market because they don't want uh, they want don't, don't want to cut too much because if they have too much shale coming back into the market we will see that that would dampen the oil, uh, oil price and it will make the process of balancing the market even harder. So that is what you're trying to do and it's very very difficult to to be able to balance the market in a very thin line here. Uh, the OPEC countries agreed to, to cut in oil production during the, the previous meeting in November uh, and this agreement extends until, until June. What do you expect uh, fr from the upcoming meeting, Tina? I really don't think OPEC has much choice. I think they need to extend uh, the cut agreement uh, and they might even have to... to cuts more than have agreed so far. Because they haven't managed to get the uh, enormous uh, inventories that has been building for the last uh, couple of years down to a more uh, stable level where we could see oil prices stabilizes at uh, 55 and uh, above that. Uh, for the oil producing countries, they need an oil price higher than 55, closer to 60. Uh, but of course, when they actually uh, are cutting in oil prices prices. It seems that the U.S. shale producers have become much more efficient. They can even uh, they can even produce at a lower price that they thought they could for a couple of years ago, and that has been the big uh, uh, big challenge here. That the higher prices go, the more uh, U.S. shale come into the market, and that makes the the uh, balancing process and OPEC's aim much much harder. You you have pr uh, previously mentioned that the that that the market don't uh, now don't trust the the OPEC countries. Uh, what you put in those words? I think. Uh the market has actually been become more sceptical if OPEC actually will manage to get the inventories down. They have lost a bit of control over the market. Uh, OPEC started to uh, work as a swing producer in the early 1970s. Before that, the US was the shale or the swing producer in the world. After the 1970s, uh, the US became a net importer of oil, so that role went over to Saudi Arabia. 
uh, Saudi Arabia has, or OPEC together with Saudi Arabia, has managed to control the market uh, to a certain degree at least. But what we have seen with shale oil is that it's much more flexible. It could produce at a lower cost than we thought before, and that has made, um, made uh, Saudi Arabia's role as a uh, swing producer much more difficult. One important reason is that uh, to produce shale oil, it takes approximately six to eight months from you invest until the oil is out uh, in the market, and then you produce from one well for uh, somewhere between one and a half and two years. And that's very different from conventional production, where you actually invest, it takes 10 years to the oil is out to the market, and then you can produce from one, one well uh, for the next 30 to 50 years. So the shale oil is much more flexible. And it's come, it has come into the market, and that has surprised the whole market, even OPEC, uh, in, bigger, uh, in very big volumes, which make it more difficult for the OPEC to control the rest of the market. So that is the challenge, and it seems to be a growing challenge going forward as well. So uh, OPEC is losing a big control, and that is what the market is fearing as well. Uh, in Vienna, there are several superpowers uh, that will meet up, uh, uh, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and Iraq, to, to name a few you and the motives are many what will be the toughest battles do you think in the upcoming meeting last time uh, there are some internal conflict within the opec uh, cartel and that is the uh, iran on one side and saudi arabia and iraq on the other side and uh, historically has been very difficult for, for these uh, three countries to agree about a cut. Uh, it's both economic but also political motives behind this. So uh, the OPEC cartel tried to get an agreement uh, actually as early as uh, the beginning of 2016 and then they failed. So to help out on more of the political side and also to be able to cut enough to, uh, to get the uh, large oil inventories down and to be able to balance the market, they needed help from Russia. So Russia seems to be a stabilizing country here. Uh, Russia is not part of the OPEC, uh, but he seems to be able to get an agreement between uh, uh, Iran, Iraq and Saudi Arabia. So they could uh, get an agreement that is big enough uh, to actually be able to, to get the inventories uh, down at least a bit. Uh, one of the difficult questions has been that uh, Iran has had some sanctions against the country for a long time. These sanctions were removed at the beginning of 2016. And of course, the country wanted to increase their oil production again to uh, improve the uh, economy. Iran uh, will then have more both e economic and political power. And that has been uh, the challenge for Iraq and Saudi Arabia to, in a way, agree upon. So. Um, so far, Iran is not part of the agreement, but I think now, when Iran has managed to increase their production, uh, I think they need to be included in the agreement uh, to be able to get uh, an agreement, a total agreement with the OPEC countries. So that would be some of the political conflict we will see. Uh, what do you think will be the best OPEC uh, agreement? I think and that depends very much on if you are an uh, importer, of course, or an exporter. As an exporting and oil producing country such as uh, Denmark, Norway and Russia, 
uh, we will hope that they will come to an agreement because, of course, that, for example, Denmark and, and Norway, they will be uh, free riders in this agreement. Russia will continue to cut and they have so far agreed with Saudi Arabia that they will support uh, another extension of the cuts. Uh, but Denmark and Norway, uh, they're neither an uh, OPEC producer or, or they will help out with the cuts. So um, in that kind of sense, with uh, a higher oil price and a cut from the OPEC countries, that will give more income, uh, export income from both Denmark and Norway. For an oil importing country such as Finland and Sweden, of course, they want lower oil prices. And uh, for you and me as an oil consumer, of course, higher oil prices mean higher fuel costs. So in that kind of sense, uh, uh, higher, uh, higher fuel costs mean that we have less to spend on other things than, than fuel. But for the environment, of course, higher prices on oil means that we will see a faster shift to greener economy. So uh, I think it depends very much on who you're asking. Thanks a lot, uh, Tina. And just to sum it all up, the OPEC meeting will, of course, be important. And the big question is, will the OPEC cartel extend the agreement they made in November 2016? Tina Saltovit is crystal clear in her analysis. The OPEC cartel needs to extend the agreement, and they might also have to cut more to stabilize the oil price. We have also heard that the market is skeptical to OPEC these days, and that the OPEC countries also have lost a bit of control over the market. Historical, there have been tough for Iran on one side and Saudi Arabia and Iraq on the other one to cooperate because of both economic and political reasons. And very soon, the battle continues, this time in Vienna. And finally, we heard Tina talk about the OPEC deal from two different perspectives, importers of oil versus exporters. Thanks to you who listened to this podcast and thanks to Tina Saltvet. Bye for now.